all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Or is it everybody? Did Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Everybody, yeah. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you can follow us at... Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. You're going to have to memorize that for when it's your time to... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you do it so much better. Oh. I've just got my patter down, that's all. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I do not have mine, which is why I make you do it every time. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, really quick, before we proceed, mm-hmm. sure. Um, Nicole has a pronunciation uh, corrections corner. Okay. I'm sure that I'm, I'm surprised there's only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, um, the, the guy with the dogs, I was calling him Sepala. Okay. It's Sepala. Okay. So if you see it, that's Sepala. Yeah, Sepal. Okay. Sepultura. <laughs> that's a that's a metal band, right? Yeah, yes. Sepala. <laughs> Sepultura um, is probably somebody's last name out there. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's a word. Somebody in Joyzy. Every word <laughs> is, right. is somebody's last name somewhere, even mm-hmm. if it's like two people. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you drinking tonight? I am having the third or fourth finest national local beer oh fifth maybe coors light <laughs> because what? they did not have uh they did they didn't not have, an, have your miller well they had only cases of it and i'm like i don't, oh. I don't need a case mm-hmm. i just need really what i wanted is a six pack they didn't have that either oh. um so it was an 18 packer case and i was just <laughs> like well then i'll just guess i'll get a 12 pack of coors light <laughs> <laughs> so what comes ahead of coors light ah <sighs> You said it was like the third, fourth, or fifth, so... Maybe... Hmm. <laughs> Nick know, Ultra? I, maybe. Yeah, actually, maybe they're tied. Maybe that's 2A, 2B. I know Bud Light is... Uh, no, it's <laughs> way you. down on the list. I will only drink a Bud Light like if offered and there's nothing else to drink. That's really... Like even over water? Like water you'd take over Bud well, Light? Well, no, if, we're, if you're at like a <laughs> concert or at like a game or you know, something yeah, like that. Fair. And like that's the only beer available, well, you know, so be it. Beg- yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> but I will never personally go out and myself buy Bud Light. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never seen you purchase <laughs> no. Bud Light. <laughs> it tastes like... You think Miller Light tastes like piss? No, I never said that. I said Miller Light you tastes like the back of an envelope. You should You should have said <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I guess we're on to 2A, 2B, whatever. I... But the, am... the mountains are blue, so that means the can is cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm drinking an actual... Yes, you are. Crafty. I am drinking... Crafty, crafty. Yes. Edmunds Oast Brewing Company out of Charleston. Blackberry, raspberry? Yeah. Sour. Sour blackberry, raspberry. It's good. May I try? Brewed with with blackberry. Blued. Blued. It's blued. Blackberry and raspberry. Yes. It's very good. I like a good sour. Especially in the summer. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not too sour. No, it's not. It's a medium, mm-hmm. medium sour. You know where we still need to go? The Carrie's um, branch of uh, Bull City Cider. 
We've still never been Just to. We've still never been to. Um, uh, what's the place? Our oh, favorite Lone place. Rider. No, our favorite oh. place in Asheville. The. Katop. Oh no, no, burial. Yeah, we still haven't been to the, the burial the, here. Yeah, in downtown. <laughs> <It's> been, <laughs> in the food hall. Yeah. It's been here for like three years. But we, we That's have true. To... I've, I've been by it. I I've, just haven't been in it. I've never seen it. So, mm. yeah, that's another place we should hit. But I, I after a while, I kind of got out of breweries because after a while, it's like they're all kind of the same. Well, to me, it was COVID. Yes. That, like, well, that, that too. just didn't do anything or go that's anywhere. It. But at this point, like, I'm less like, oh, hey, there's this new brewery in oh, town or, gotcha. or we're in a different city and there's this brewery. I'm like, nah. Like you almost got fatigued, brewed it's out. Just, well, it's just like. For the most part, it's kind of all the, the experience is always the same. Like we've reached peak saturation. Yeah, I have anyway. I'm I sure gotcha. there are plenty of people. There are plenty of people who are 18 and 19 who haven't gotten to reach peak saturation yet because they're not old enough. <laughs> they're not even legally old. Yeah, strength. they'll get there. <clears throat> but for I right. think uh, you know people in their 30s and 40s at this point, it's probably like it's been around for a while. It's not anything new. One of like, it's a rare thing to find one of those beers that you're like, wow, this yeah. is something different. Something new. It's something been a while. Fantastic. Yeah. It's been a while since I had one of those. The, uh, coconut lime sour. That, that is always from fantastic. And the peanut butter jelly time from Catawba. I love that beer. My favorite was the, uh, the unknown ginger wheat. Yeah. Which and I don't know. If we they... don't know what happened. It is unknown what happened it's, it's, to it. Yes. It's one of those yeah. things like certain things went away during COVID and it yeah. never came back and kind of nobody ever noticed. Right. Because <laughs> like, there was enough things going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that was one of them. It's like, mm-hmm. where'd it go and are you ever bringing it back? Right. And then you go to look it up like, and it's just kind of very vague. Yeah. On their website and you're like. Oh, did they? do they not even mention it or anything on their no, website? No, they do, but it doesn't kind of make it clear if it's uh-huh. available or not. You oh, know what or I mean? if it was like a historic thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's there. And I thought we had reached peak uh, saturation of IPAs. Turns out, no. <laughs> no, there will always be more. Jeez. Now there are different regional IPAs. There's yeah. West Coast, New England, Ugh. Southern IPA. Ugh. Midwestern IPA. It's so obnoxious. IPA IPA. I got right already with the IPAs. I, isopropyl alcohol IPA. Like that's what they're <laughs> right. That's what that's what IPA is at, at my workplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But they'll they'll try that flavor too. <laughs> they might as well. Yeah. <laughs> to me, well. that's what people would still like. drink it and buy it and be like, it's got the right amount of perfect hops. Yeah. It's got the right amount of <laughs> sterile alcohol in it. <laughs> So, you yes, are, you are, are taking to, us uh, through, through part two of yes, I am. 1925 diphtheria epidemic, which I think has its own, like, subtitle. Uh, yes, this is the Great Race of Mercy, or the mm. Serum Run. The Serum Run. So, trigger warning, some dogs died during this relay. I'm not really surprised. No, unfortunately. Um, they died during the Iditarod. Yeah. Their deaths will be mentioned, but not in graphic detail. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, I, that is fair. I kind of think most people were expecting that. I know I was. <laughs> we know our podcast. Yes. <laughs> we know we're a downer. Yes. We know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's really sad then because it makes this topic like this uh, diphtheria out. Did you know that's actually spelled diphtheria? Yeah, I did notice that. And I'm yeah. like, huh? I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to call it diphtheria because that's I all know. I know. Same. how to. It's the only way I know how diphtheria to pronounce it. Diphtheria doesn't yeah. sound the same. No, it doesn't. But um, 
It, so, it sounds like I'm 12 beers in if I say that word. <laughs> yes. Diphtheria. Diphtheria. Are you trying to say diphtheria? <laughs> Are you drunk? I've always heard it diphtheria. Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but it it was especially hitting kids under 10 or 10 and under. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, because they, their immune systems weren't close to being... And then dogs dying. So it's like yeah. kids and animals. Yeah. <laughs> this disaster Kids and dogs. Getting... Like the two huh. things as a society, like we protect the most, I think. Kids, well, we're kids supposed, and dogs to. supposed to. I, mm, and we do a shit job at both, I'll tell you that. Because if anybody gave two fucks about kids, none of them would be starving in America, now would they? Or getting, and, or getting shot up in the school. Exactly! But we is, don't care about that, them that much. Is that too. Mm-hmm. So. No, I mean, that's, I mean, it, yeah, the gun thing is a whole other ball game, but my thing is, if you're so fucking pro-life, why are you letting kids starve? Yeah. In it. the United States. Prove it. Yeah. That's all I say is, oh, you're pro-life? Well, prove it to me, like, because you're not doing it right yeah. now. <laughs> far from it it's it's just it's just sickening that i'm know. more pro-life than you are yeah and i'm mm-hmm. you know you know i'm pro-choice right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's again <gasps> our over to our overseas listeners send help <laughs> send life rafts yes like, like get us out of we'll here see you soon yeah <laughs> yes i i go back and forth like every day like is this place worth fighting for Oh, some days it's a yes, some days it's a no. I gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, send help. My employment <laughs> is rather tethered to yes, this is. country. So. Yes, it is. Mine is not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and uh, accounting is a transferable skill. Yes, so. it is. So is manufacturing, what I do. And so. if I ever go to law school, then that might be another. There you go. An- another, uh, another challenge. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know I don't you have just, enough. <laughs> you don't have a lifetime of them already. <laughs> so... This is the, again, this is the Great Race of Mercy or the Serum Run. So, we talk, does, does uh, Nicole, probably. like, summarize? Yeah, probably. I, I haven't read it ahead of time. No, I understand that. Well, let's see how it yeah. starts, because we may and need we'll, to recap. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Serum was eventually located at a hospital in Anchorage, about 300,000 units. So, okay, that's what we were... Yeah, let's get in. Yeah. I just want to quickly go over what we mm-hmm. talked about sure. last week, so... Diphtheria outbreak in Nome, Alaska, 1925. Mm-hmm. Population of 2,000, roughly. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2, like 3,800 or, or something. Yeah. Not very many. Oh, but no, for no, Alaska. No, at 19, wait, in 19, that's now. In mm. 1925, it was only oh, like over 1,000. I was going to say it was just barely over 1,000. Like 1,200 or something. Because post-World War One, like, the economy kind of went away. They were no longer mm. a... Uh, right, the boom town. They were yes. a bus town. They were yeah. no longer a... Uh, well, I think what their purpose was in World War One was for military strategy. <laughs> yes, well, uh, they were like a supply location. Right. Mm-hmm. So once the war was over, yeah, that's we, right. We don't, we don't need those supplies anymore because we're not fighting in a war. People were even leaving Alaska on Princess Sophia. Yes, or, no, Sophia to get, to get there. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But there was a doctor, there's a doctor in the area who knows what it is and mm-hmm. is trying to treat it, but and, his And kind of knows of, the situation is fucked. Right. Well, his supply of the dire. antitoxin was expired, mm-hmm. and the supply ship didn't bring him the I mean, new I, stuff. And I guess needed. in that situation, even if it is expired, you kind of... Mm. 
admit it anyway because he didn't use it. That's true. And what Nicole was saying is that it probably wouldn't have been affected either. Right. Way. And but mm-hmm. at the same place like the person is likely going to die anyway. But you're even... talking a hundred years ago and yeah. if, if it's like what if this hastens their death or That's like true. makes it worse. Makes I mean it's a torturous illness to begin with, but but they have located serum. Yep. The problem is it's pr- really far away. This is the middle of winter in Alaska. This is 100 years ago. Yep. And the only option is to dog sled there. Yep. And we learned about Seppala well, and Well, a plane Seppala, can only... Is, pal- a plane's pal- only going to get so close, and they need to get to the plane no, somehow. No, no. This, this is 1925. There's there's no flying in Nome, Alaska in the winter. I understand that. That's what the dogs are going out for. I didn't say it was flying into Nome. Whatever. No, Let's... no, the... the it literally, Nicole said in part one that planes were not involved. Oh, okay. I thought, yes. I thought one was at some no. point. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. But, yes, they're meeting halfway. But uh, Seppala has to go with his dogs, including his lead dog, Togo, to... Um, That's right. The 12-year-old dog. Right, yeah. Who, who is actually quite a bit older than an average retired uh, sled dog. So, yeah. And and here we are. Yes. <laughs> So they've located uh, 300,000 units right. in Anchorage, which still isn't enough. No, they needed like a they million, They needed like right? a little over a million. Yeah. So, but still, yeah. it's it's way better than nothing. They've got 25% of what they mm-hmm. need. Um, so it would be a good start to treating the patients in Nome. The Public Health Service found 1.1 million units in various hospitals in Washington, Oregon, and California. Okay. And they'd send it up to Alaska as well on the next available ship. Though she was still out at sea and therefore was several weeks away from depositing right. the serum in Juneau. Uh-huh. But still, you gotta, it's on its gotta way. plan something. <laughs> yeah. It's three weeks away. Uh-huh. So the Anchorage serum was about two weeks closer to Nome and would help hold off the epidemic until the serum from mm. the 48 would arrive. The lower 48. I, yes. I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. what she means, yes. Mm-hmm. Continental. Well, yeah, because at, at this point, time, were, that's yeah. all there is is 48. Uh-huh. Yep. Arizona was the last. Or was it New Mexico? One of those two? So somewhere in the southwest was like, what, 1912? Something like that. Something like that. And then right and then it was a long right, time. Right around the time of Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> okay. Two new states became came into okay. play. And then it was Alaska and then Hawaii, I think. Yes. yes. Uh, so in the 12 hours the serum took to arrive in the interior by train, Alaska Territory Governor Bone decided to rely on the dog teams. As dangerous as it would be to transport the serum by sled, Dr. Beeson in Anchorage and Governor Bone determined it was more dangerous to take it by plane. Not only were planes relatively new technology, mm-hmm. this is 1925 again, mm-hmm. planes of course are incapable of, care- of carrying uh, if they crash. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs have a survival instinct. Dogs mm-hmm. are also capable of understanding that when they work together with humans, the result is greater than the sum of its parts. The 674 miles between... Uh, Ninana and Nome held, quote, unquote, every kind of danger. Mm, okay. Well, I'm guessing <laughs> Except mountains. Except, like, uh, swamp. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's probably the only, like, uh. Ice, mountains. Mountains, bears. Snow. Uh, snow leopards, probably. <laughs> right. Like, all sorts of dangerous shit. Yeah. Fucking giant moose. Uh, going through the ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this moose is. Moose are giant. They're fucking huge. Those things are They're about enormous. standing up. They're about fucking 12 feet tall. It's wild. I mean, yeah, they're not. When you see them, like, <laughs> yeah. next to a car, yeah. and that's when you get the scale. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like, because you think, oh, moose, it's like a big deer. No. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's like three times the size of one. <laughs> 
It's like a monster. <laughs> it's a deer on steroids on HGH, on steroids and HGH. Don't let the scale While between, doing cocaine. Don't let the scale between Rocky and Bullwinkle fool yeah, you. A squirrel is much smaller than Very smaller. If they had to put it to scale in the cartoon, you never would have mm. seen the squirrel. Exactly. Rocky would be <laughs> yeah, like this little microscopic. speck on the ground. Yeah. You get like 3D glasses in the mail. And that'd be the, that's what you'd have to do each week. Was no, find in the Rocky. cereal box. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, this is... Every kind of danger that makes I'm guessing that that 674 miles today, the only thing that separates it between then and now is probably a road, and maybe not even that. Maybe, yeah. And planes can probably, or helicopters. Planes, yeah, I could see that. But, uh, but still, I'm guessing this isn't a fun stretch of wilderness. Still a remote part of the world. At any time, at Uh any time of the world. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's the closest thing the United States has to um, Siberia. <laughs> yeah, pretty you much. Know? Yeah, I mean, really. Um, yeah, so this stretch of territory uh, held every kind of danger, especially on and along the Norton Sound. Okay. Uh, but on January 26th, Bone sent te- telegrams stating that his decision was to rely on the dog sled teams. Dr. Breeson, whose life had actually once been saved by Sapala. Oh. Wait, Seppala. Seppala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, while stuck out in the wilderness on his way to a house call, huh. wrapped the serum with several layers of protection, hoping to insulate it against the bitter cold. Yeah. Unlike most modern vaccines, diphtheria antitoxin is rendered ineffective if it freezes completely. Oh wow. Okay. So it just couldn't freeze. Yeah. Which. It, yeah. That's, good a, that's luck. a tough task. <laughs> in Alaska, at any time. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Much less 1925. Right. I mean, yeah. So the relay from uh, Nanana to Nome was a volunteer mission with the small communities along the route being rallied and their best sled drivers readying themselves. While Anchorage and Fairbanks protested the use of dogs over plains, as did some in the lower 48, Governor Bone placed his trust in the native people and their knowledge of the area, including the knowledge they had passed on to settlers like Sapala. Imagine, imagine that. Like, being like, you know what, you know better. They know the territory. (laughs) Let's send those people. As if that's like, for some reason, that's like a mind-blowing decision. Right. Like, Let's no, that's, trust the people yeah. who have survived here yeah. for generations. Instead of an obvious decision. <laughs> yeah. So the first leg of the relay was uh, driven by Wild Bill Shannon. Yeah, a, Wild a, Bill Shannon. A former infantryman who had come to Alaska during the gold rush. He received the serum from the train and left at night. Breaking this is like the, a big relay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Okay. Breaking okay. the rule of the 40s, which Alaskan mushers lived by, you were not to run dogs under 40 degrees Fahrenheit or oh. above 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Wait. Th- this, is from, this is from 40 Celsius to 4.5 Celsius, she has in parentheses. Oh, oh okay, okay. The post office inspector asked Shannon if he really was going to leave or wait until the yeah. morning, and Shannon said, if people are dying, let's get started. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of... Most of the rules are kind of gone. Yeah. You're, you're, you're playing every second counts. And, you know, and, and it is sad that, like, obviously, Nicole's already given us a head up that heads up that, you know, mm-hmm. dogs are going to die doing this. But the people were also risking their lives, mm-hmm. you know. So well, it was a it was a lot of sacrifice on everybody's part. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this turned out to be a bad idea. Oh, no. The cold drained life from Shannon's hands and feet, which mm. made it harder for him to properly clean and dry his team's paws, Aww. which needed to be done frequently to stop ice from building up and cutting the dog's pads. Oh. The cold also dulled Shannon's other sentence, senses, senses and he nearly fell off the sled when Blackie, his lead dog, suddenly veered off the path. Oh. Shannon realized that Blackie had sensed and avoided a weak point in the river oh, they wow. were crossing, 
thus preventing them from falling through. The night grew colder and colder, and Shannon periodically would get off the sled and run behind Blackie, both to force circulation back into his feet and to lighten the load on on the struggling animals. Shannon knew he was becoming severely hypothermic, and when he was spotted the town of Minto up ahead, he knew he had to stop. Having grown up in extreme cold, Mm -hmm. as you did, did you ever have an experience where... No, not like this. uh, No, not like that, maybe to that extreme, but where you were starting to become worried about, like, your fingers or your toes or anything like that? Not really. Because you were just well... Well, and we were always, we were doing active shit usually anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, we were sledding or Mm -hmm. snowboarding or playing hockey or, gotcha. you know, we were moving around anyway. I'll tell you, as a kid playing in the snow in Minnesota, like uh, my hands and feet, even if I was being very active, my fingers and my toes would just... Yeah, I'm sure for some people it did. Yeah. It it must be circulation, yeah. Yeah, people react differently. And that fucking gig that I did a couple years ago... No, no, oh. no, no, a couple years ago, um, it was, I wore these cute shoes because I thought they were cute and didn't, it was like Halloween and I didn't realize it was going to drop to like fucking 40 degrees and I was losing feeling in my feet. Yeah. I, I ended up borrowing my bandmate's daughter's Uggs. There you go. <laughs> Uggs but, to the rescue. But it, it gets scary when you're like, I'm, I can't move or feel my toes that gets scary that gets really scary yeah Yeah, i'm sure it does so uh when shannon knocked on the door of dr john campbell's roadhouse in minto campbell was horrified at the sight uh parts of shannon's face had turned black that's that's frostbite and some of the dogs were bleeding from the paws and mouth campbell pulled everyone inside his thermometer read minus 62 degrees Uh, minus 52 Celsius. I was going to say, this is getting to the point where Fahrenheit and Celsius almost meet up. Right? Uh-huh. But, oh, 60 below. 60 plus below. After a rest of four hours, Shannon pressed on. Wow. He was only three or four hours away from the next section of the relay, but he knew not all of his dogs could make the trip. Yeah. He well, left... if they're bleeding from the yeah. feet and mouth. He dogs. left four behind, three of which later died in Campbell's care, and took oh. his strongest six with him. Still with Blackie in the lead. Mm. Around the same time in Nome, Seppala's phone rang. He had already prepared the food for his dogs, which was in the sled, and his wife had portioned out food for Seppala so he could eat quickly. Uh, The longest part of the final prep was harnessing the dogs, which was difficult as they were always excited to go out and would be barking and jumping and wagging. Aw, because that's what they're bred to do. Yeah, and wagging their tails. Seppala's uh, dogs barking with excitement could be heard in nearby kennels, and some said it felt like every dog in Nome was barking and howling as they left. Mm. Meanwhile, Shannon arrived at Tulavana, where Edgar Ke- uh, Callens waited. Callens was half uh, Athabascan and half Norwegian, and had by necessity a strong knowledge of how to survive in these conditions. Yeah. Callens read the note on the serum, allowed it to warm for a period of time, and then took off for Manly Hot Springs, a distance 31 miles away. What do you think hot springs are in Alaska? Uh, it's, it's like 30 degrees. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's funny. But it probably does feel that way. But like, like Iceland uh, has those yeah. uh, natural hot springs, yeah. so, so it is possible. I think uh, Finland does too. Yeah. I think that's why they all have saunas. And, <laughs> yeah, those like climates, that. they really, the, yeah. the Nord, Nordic peoples enjoy their saunas. Yes, they do. That's for sure. 
Doesn't doesn't Sebastian have a show? Yeah. <laughs> so does uh, so does Tavo. Mm-hmm. That's what all the Finns do is they buy a house and make sure they build a sauna. Build a sauna <laughs> that goes along with it. So despite uh, the initial warning to Shannon to wait until the morning temperature, mm-hmm. when the temperature would be above forty de- minus forty degrees, Callens was running in minus fifty six. Uh, minus 48 Celsius, an improvement from the minus 65 that <laughs> Shannon encountered. But by how much? But <laughs> still colder than one would usually run a dog team. Yeah. The cold was overwhelming the entire country with record lows in the Midwest and from Maine to Georgia. Wow. So it was just a cold winter, period. Yeah. Children in New York City were collapsing on the way to school and oh the Hudson God. River had frozen solid, locking what? in ferries and other boats. I didn't know that was physically possible. Sure. Wow. Unless you got an icebreaker, yeah. Which they would have had at this time, but still. Um, mm. The rest of the country was well aware of the situation in Nome, and it gave some perspective as to what the drivers were going through that yeah. they would not have had otherwise. The territory had long been relatively ignored by lawmakers and denied the fundraising needed for proper infrastructure, yeah. and this crisis was drawing attention to their plight for the first time. Well. To this day, Alaska, quote-unquote, the state that stands alone... Oh, that's sad, but true. Probably accurate. It's it's in the ro- words of Metallica. It's, it's sad, uh, but true. Yes, it's it's wrong, but it's not inaccurate. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, uh, as it's called by songwriter Hobo Jim. <laughs> Hobo Jim is Hobo the state Jim. that stands alone. <laughs> Hobo Jim, Alaskan songwriter. Okay. He would later go on to open for um, uh, what's her name, the Alaskan. Oh, Jewel. Jewel. <laughs> the only other Alaskan musician we can name. Jewel featuring Hobo Jim. Or Hobo Jim featuring <laughs> Jewel. I think that'd be better. <laughs> I hear the clock. It's 6 a.m. Oh, man. In the state that stands alone. <laughs> right? There you go. There you go. We're going to edit that one out. <laughs> no, we're no, not. No, I'm kidding. We never I'm edit kidding. anything out. Uh... So Hobo Jim remains very detached uh, from the rest of the ca- uh, from the rest of the country, or I'm sorry, this part <laughs> I was reading a different sentence. Hobo Jim. Yes, well, he like, probably. Well, it seems like he does. It probably does. <laughs> to be fair. To be to be honest, yes. But Alaska. Yes. yes gotcha. <laughs> Our fifty-first so, uh, state, Hobo Jim. Hobo Jim. He stands alone. <laughs> so when I visited Ketchikan, uh, I meaning meaning Nicole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when I visited Ketchikan, I was told that the reason there's so few political signs, bumper stickers, etc. in the area, I think I saw one in a whole week, uh, in parentheses, yeah. she put that in, was because neither of the two main political parties are a solid choice for the state. Yeah. The left, they told me, hurts Alaskans because of their tendencies to restrict hunting and trapping, yeah. and the right loves drilling for oil, which also harms their way of life, yeah. as it hurts the environment and makes families more likely to be dependent on corporations for their livelihood. Hmm. Quote, when people who aren't from here move here, I was told, we do just we do so just needing to understand and accept that we will always be an afterthought regardless of who holds any major office. Huh. Unquote. Yeah. And no political party prioritizes improving Alaskan infrastructure because doing so would only benefit Alaskans and not bring power or money to the country as a whole. As bad as it is nowadays, it was so much worse a century ago. Sure. When they weren't even a state... But also, um, I bet people in Hawaii feel similarly. Oh, yeah. And I bet, uh, well, I know um, it sure seems... People in Mississippi feel similarly. (laughs) That's that's fair. (laughs) But people in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole, like, debate, right, about the potential statehood of Puerto Rico. And, yeah. And just... Well, we know why they don't have statehood. 
Um, yeah. Wouldn't want to give anybody uh, extra votes now, would you? I mean, you could compete for them. But that's just a thought. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's, too, that's too difficult. David, we're capitalists. We don't mm. compete for anything. That's true. <laughs> Everything is set in stone. You get five decisions in life. Mm. Damn. Yeah, that would be hard. And I get it. I get that feeling. Like, you probably do feel like you're alone. And yeah. it's probably pretty close to being accurate. Well, I, I, I believe... Um, I believe Alaska only has one state representative. I think that's it. One one, one uh, state rep? Yes, I think House that's it. House representatives? Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because Sarah Palin's running for it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did they not learn their lesson nah. from her governorship? Are you kidding me? Now she's emboldened. Oh, like, all God. those, yeah. Like, she was the one, she was really, like, the, uh... She put Alaska on the map. <laughs> well, and she was also, like, the first, like, crazy person that ran for major office. A little bit. And, well, not the first. She was no. not the first. <laughs> she was the first modern... Clearly. No. <laughs> she was the first clearly crazy person. She was the first, um... Of the internet age, crazy person yeah. to run for office. Yeah. I and it, sadly, Thanks, McCain. sadly had a great effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that glad that motherfucker's dead. Yeah, that came that came around to bite you in the ass, didn't it? Mm. Just like those downed planes. Anyway, and just like you almost hitting your wife in public. Yeah, that too, and calling her a whore. I believe uh, to, to the press. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> to, great, to the press. a great man. <laughs> Imagine. Like, let's yeah, not Yeah, what, what, what did he say about her in, those, in private? Those are not lyrics in the song Imagine. Like, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine calling your wife a whore isn't in there. <laughs> Maybe on the metal version. <laughs> on the remix. Yes. <laughs> not that Imagine. Uh, and I've completely lost my place <laughs> and my mind. Um, so that's how it goes. So, yeah, you're going to have to fill in here for. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. So by um, by January thirtieth, nineteen twenty-five. Back to the story. Okay. Doctor Welsh and Nurse Morgan were treating twenty-two patients with their limited serum and monitoring up to fifty others. Yeah. The lower forty-eight amped up the pressure to fly the serum from Seattle or Juneau to Nome. Governor Bone refused. Oh, because the fly- flying was still. Yeah, it's just. <sighs> He's still saying we need to go dog sleds, not. Planes. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing planes at this point don't really know the territory of Alaska all that well. They, she kind of went into that, be, in, that yeah, in the last ship, episode. Ship was how they were getting yep. their supplies. How not they went planning. back and forth, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. A new push to deliver the serum by air was set into motion on January 30th. I think they have to use it as, like, this is also an option. Let's throw it in with yeah. the dogs, you know? Yeah. Uh, so when the fifth child died in Nome... Mm-hmm. However, a blizzard was hitting the Alaskan panhandle with winds of up to 30 miles per hour or 48 kilometers per hour and snow dr- drifts reaching 20 feet. Oh, God. I've seen some of those fuckers before. It's pretty impressive. Um, a plane taking the serum from Juneau to Nome to beat the dog teams would have taken off in that weather. Ooh. Still believing it was safer to rely on the dog teams, Governor yeah. Bone decided to authorize addi- additional drivers to shorten Seppala's leg. Uh, Seppala's leg. Okay. Uh, allowing the serum to travel nonstop. Okay. Which I, th- I guess I. Well, yeah. I thought they would have had it set up that way anyway. Well, remember the one had guy s- had to stop. stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's overnight true. and then keep going with just some yeah. of the dogs <laughs> with half of his face frostbitten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when when you're uh, 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 so 
as as a person of lighter skin persuasion, if your lighter skin is turning black well, that's not in the cold, sign. that's not a good sign, that's, right? That's just not a good sign, period. But that reminds me of, um, if I could only remember the guy's name, Joel Bevel, I think, on TikTok, does a lot of really good content about racial disparity in medicine. Because, for example... You got a white person with severe frostbite, their skin's turning black, right? Mm-hmm. What does that look like in a black person? What does severe fr- uh, frostbite look like in a black person? Probably pretty bad. That'd well, but guess. just what does it actually look like, you I know? I don't really that, want to think about it. Well, what I'm saying is things look different <laughs> in different pigmented skin. Yeah. And sometimes that yeah. can cause medical disparities because doctors aren't trained to look for it in multiple tones of skin. Sure. So, yeah. Well, it, anyway, just a little side thing. It really sticks out in one, I'm guessing, if you have white skin and all of a oh, sudden yes, a piece of, of it turns black. Of course, yes. Uh-huh. But, yeah. So, uh, Seppola would have had to have made uh, several rest stops for his team. His leg would still be the most difficult, as it included the, the Norton Sound. Remember, 150 miles long and 125 miles across at the widest point. That's <sighs> fucking big. And the wind chill could drop to minus 100. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> they might as well be in Antarctica at this point. They're basically well, they're they basically in the Arctic are. Circle, right? Yes, <laughs> they're in the northern version of uh, Antarctica. Right? Uh, Seppola would have uh, would have to decide when he reached Norton Sound if they were to cut across it or go around. If they successfully crossed, they could get the serum to Nome one day earlier. Yes, mm. but if they got stuck or fell through. Especially on the return trip, then the serum would be lost, and with all it, and with it, all hope of keeping the endemic yeah. epidemic under control. Summers had told Seppola not to cross it, but Seppola had never promised that he would not. Mm-hmm. But now, despite potentially crossing over the sound twice, Seppola's leg would not be nearly as long as he had planned for. Now, twenty men and about one hundred fifty dogs would be taking part in the relay, or. Uh, quote-unquote, the great race of mercy, whereas in the very first version of the plan, it would only be two people. The new members of the relay dispersed and were told to keep uh, an eye out for Seppala, heading toward them and to stop him and hand over the serum, as Seppala had no way of being otherwise informed that the plan for his leg had changed. Right? Obviously not. They've got to intercept him. Although it does make sense, like, get as many drivers and dogs as you can. Shorter shorter shorter, legs. Exactly. Shorter distances. And, you know. Protect the people, protect the dogs. Yeah, more resilient people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not asking somebody to go out into this fucking weather for 12 straight hours. Right. They're probably doing, like, a three or four hour leg. They could do a shorter leg. Better for all involved. Hand it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Including the dogs. Better for the dogs, too. It is a literal relay. Yes. Which is what Uh they're calling it, as well. Uh Um... So the new members of the relay dispersed and were told to keep an eye out for Seppala heading towards them. Because of this, no one knew if they would be the musher to encounter him. Oh, wow. And it was entirely possible the two teams would pass each other without knowing. Oh, my God. When Edgar Catlin, uh, Callens arrived in Manly Hot Springs, his hands were frozen in their gloves to his sled's handlebars, and boiling water was po- poured over <laughs> the bar to get them loose. Callens then headed uh, with his dogs the 54 miles to his hometown of Tanana, where they followed progress on the radio. This stage of the relay was made up of uh, Callens' fellow Athabascans, Sam Joseph, Titus Nikolai, Dave Corning, Harry Pitka, Edgar Nolner, and George Nolner, who had just married his wife a few days before. He and his brother had split a section of the relay between them. George handed the serum off to Charlie Evans, who was driver number 12, and he warmed the serum for an hour inside a cabin. 
As Evans started his run, the Aurora, or the Northern Lights, came out. Yeah. Which has Athabascan family considered torches of the spirits that guided yeah. travelers uh-huh. on their journey. Yeah. Why not? It's it's a very nice thought. It's it's a I, I can get with that way easier than I can get. Uh, you're pregnant and you have to carry a baby. <laughs> to term. Agreed. Because Jesus said so. Agreed. Let's just uh, <laughs> let let's. I would I would rather like. I uh, would much rather <laughs> hang out with these people. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Agreed. You know what? We could also, t- you know, they they probably you know they they probably know what Jedi are too. I yeah. Bet. Well, there that's a lot of uh, th- that's a lot of sacrifice that these people are going oh, through yeah. for. I mean, part of it, I'm sure, is that these are yeah, children. Fucking, but fucking Joel Osteen isn't doing this shit. <laughs> Neither is Franklin Graham for fucking for damn sure. Those motherfuckers. Now are Franklin be the Graham's white. Franklin Graham's wife and the pool boy, they might go on this trip together. <laughs> so, just so we know, hey, you're getting I'm, that I'm... mixed up with the other guy, oh, Falwell. Oh, was... oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it it's... could be happening with the fucking Grahams, but it, that was... That well, was they are the very Falwells. litigious, and they probably do have, like, moles everywhere, so I'm, I'm sorry, Franklin. Mr. Graham. <laughs> Franklin Graham's father would be fucking ashamed of him. At least I sure hope so. Yeah, we hope. Um... So, yes. Uh, so, where were we again? <laughs> so, the Northern Lights came out. Oh, right. The, the got Torches of the Spirits. Yes. yes. So, Evans knew that the spirits alone wouldn't keep him safe in negative 62 degrees. See? Look at that. Imagine having a spiritual belief where you're like... Joel Osteen would have gone right out in it, with, even with that, without the dogs or the sled. Um, hot and, take. And, and they never would have found him again. Hot take if Joel Osteen actually believed in anything other than money. That's true. Mm. Well, if somebody told him there's like a million dollars, like a mile there away... There you go. He would have gone for it. faith is in fucking yeah. gold. He would have been like, that. well, we have to save that money. Mm-hmm. It could pay for a... Another wing of my house. We'd cover Joel Osteen, except it's criminal. <laughs> yeah. So Evans couldn't stop. So it's you're kind of in this. Yeah. You you're at the point of no return. You've already made the decision to go. You so you just going. you got to get as far as you fucking can because you know you know it's just not going to end well, most likely. So might you as just, well get the serum a little farther down the line. Even if you get it a mile further, yeah. that that makes it yeah. farther rather. That makes a hell of a lot of difference. Um, So Evans couldn't stop, so he drove through the fog, trusting his dogs. His lead dogs didn't work overly well together as the team was pulled together last minute, and the leaders were different breeds and different sizes, so their gaits didn't match. The harnesses also didn't fit properly, rubbing away the fur and skin and making the dogs more prone to frostbite. The two lead dogs collapsed near the final stretch of trail to Nulato, and Evans put them in the basket of his sled and then harnessed himself into the front of his team and began to run. Oh my god. When he arrived at Nulato, he carried the lead dogs into a cabin and put them by the fire, but both dogs died. Aww. Yeah. But that was, talk about a valiant effort on everybody's part. Art. Fucking tried. Those dogs like basically sacrificed themselves, and then mm-hmm. he tried to sacrifice and, himself and for the dogs. Those dogs were very uncomfortable the entire time oh. they were doing it. Obviously. So we we know yeah. I'm not a fan of dogs, but this no, is but just of course, but you're not you're not a fan of dogs dying. Either. I got bit in the face by a husky. <laughs> yes, <you> did. <laughs> to clarify, who was being but, nice, kind of. Well. Uh, not overly vicious. N- no, it, it, was it was just a little, warn little warning. Whatever, that's it's fine. I don't blame the dog. I blame the fucking owners. And it's like when a when a cat just all of a sudden gives you like a yeah. right hand all of a sudden. 
like a smack. And hey, the, the scar's not that bad. It's no. okay. It's not it looks cool. Mm, thank you. <laughs> so the next driver, driver was Tommy Patsy. Tommy Patsy. Tommy Good Patsy. Tommy Patsy. Another Athabascan, uh, one of the last uh, uh, Koyukon youth to have taken a grizzly bear by a spear. Oh my god. I'm never doing that in any setting, much less as a youth. Okay, now I get why <laughs> these people are like, sure, we can mush it's across fucking, in negative 100 degrees. And people have saw this on a live stream. Uh, it's nerve-wracking to fight a grizzly bear in a video game. <laughs> Much less in fucking real life. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Like these people are. These people involved in this story. Yeah. Are made of way some more fucking badass stuff. These <laughs> these people need to run our fucking government. I, yeah. Well, I mean, really. Yeah. Um, they'd be like, of course we'll give money to the school. They they need they need to know about grizzly bears so they can take them down with spears. <laughs> and then if anyone like challenges them, they're like, go ahead. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. I'll knock it out of your hand before you even I touch me. I speared a grizzly bear. Do you really yeah. want to mess with me? You really want to fuck with me? <laughs> you share about that. Think about that, Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. I'll spear your ass. Um, so, um, da, da, da. so, this was a dying tradition in Alaska. The spearing the grizzly bear? Uh, yeah. Okay. For good reason. Uh, yeah, it's a little dangerous, <laughs> I'd say, mildly. I'm going to guess there were way less Tommies than there were... Yeah. Patrick's right. That, that didn't make it. Yeah, spearing. Oh, right, didn't successfully. I'm guessing. Do it. I'm guessing for every Tommy, there were four Jasons. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I I do really respect the idea though. Oh, yeah. if it's like if you're not risking your life to take down this creature, then is it really a fair fight? You know, like there's some honor in that. There yeah. is, you know, like the bear is risking its life. You got to risk yours. There, hope, there's I, something. I, I hope to God that. if I'm ever in that situation, I have way more than a spear because it's fucking. <laughs> it's it's for sure over. Here's a good idea. Let's just not be <laughs> in the vicinity be, of bears. Let's just not be in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> do we, we have bears. I do want to. I do want to go to Alaska. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to go to Alaska. You know what? We should plan a trip with Nicole. She could take yeah. us all around. Were you about to say, are there bears in North Carolina? Yeah, and there are. I think like, so. Like, in the mountains. Yeah, like black bears and yeah. brown bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not grizzlies. No, right? Think. Those are more, like, cooler climates. Yeah. Am I right about I that? That's, yeah, like, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that's and, what, that was my thought, too. Maybe yeah. California or yeah. something, but, like, yeah. And, obviously, Alaska. Yes, <laughs> clearly. Because occasionally, as a, as a youth, you have to spear one down. And Canada. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the world well, this stops is, at this is basically Washington Canada. and picks up at... Alaska, but... Yes. Um, um, so this was a dying tradition, spearing a grizzly bear as a youth, but Tommy was well known for having managed to do it, even though he never bragged and barely even spoke about it, as it was considered bad luck for his tribe. Okay. Uh-huh. Tommy looked the fastest in the village. Uh, Tommy took the fastest dogs in the village with him when he headed for uh, Kaitag, which would lead to Unilakleet, the final stretch of the interior. On January 31st, Sepala reached Norton Sound. So this is where the okay, yep, decision's got to be made. That 125 by 150 mm-hmm. mile. Yeah. On the other side was Miles uh, Ganningnen, an Inuit man. Neither knew where the other was, but both had the same decision to make. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, Gan- Neither knew where the other was. Yeah. <laughs> knew of the charge in the relay... But Seppala did not, and he was still oh, under the right. impression that he was to run until he met the driver from Nulato. Uh, 
Uh, Groningen studied the ice and decided not to attempt the shortcut. Mm. Seppala decided he would. Now, this is a bit tricky to picture, but if you think of the Norton Sound like an elongated east-to-west clock face okay. with Nome at about 11 o'clock, uh, uh, Unilackley is about 5 o'clock. Uh, the last page of the script has a map. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Can I see that? Cause... Uh, yes, it's right under there. Okay. Uh, Goningen chose to cross the sound from 5 o'clock to 1 o'clock, but instead headed north along the edge uh, to Shaktulik uh, at about 3 o'clock. Seppala would be crossing the sound from about 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, coming back to land at uh, Ungalik. Norton Sound is not completely round like a clock, and there is a part of it near the top that juts into the shoreline, mm-hmm. and this part, uh, this was the part that Seppala was trying to cut across. Oh, okay. Seppala completed his crossing of the sound near uh, Shaktulik, uh, 170 mm-hmm. miles from Nome, having traveled that distance in 72 hours. That's wow. fucking crazy. He was under the impression that he had 100 miles to go before he'd even have the serum. He was surprised when Togo spotted something off in the distance and picked up speed running toward it. Seppala started to, re- to correct Togo, aiming him towards uh, Unilakleet, realizing the dogs were running toward another sled. Uh. The sled was stationary, a reindeer had walked out in front of the sled, and the lines had tangled the reindeer up. The dogs were now jumping and barking and trying to get at the animal. Mm. The, driver, the driver was standing next to the sled, waving his, his arms, trying to get the dogs to ignore the reindeer so he could work on getting them free. Mm. Seppala was intent on ignoring the other team, not wanting to delay his mission, yeah. and he began steering Togo away from the other sled, trying to get the dog's mind back on track. Because he thought, like, the, these are just this random just, people, uh, yeah. like, just keep, stay on course. The other driver, Henry Ivanov, saw Seppala and his team and realized there was only one person that the driver could be. It's and like, this, only... this is our guy. This is who we're looking for. He doesn't know. We're and even for if him. it's not, like it's the most random encounter ever, <laughs> and then you can true. send, like, hey, do you want to do a leg? Right. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, only your hands are black. Your face is still fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he ran towards Seppala, screaming, "The serum! The serum! I have oh, it here! I have God. it here!" Seppala slammed on the brake and turned around. Jeez. Ivanov told him about the new plan and additional drivers. Oh, my God. Seppala did not have to take the serum all the way back to Nome. Oh, he wow. only had to cross the Norton Sound again and then continue, continue to the roadhouse in Golovin. Okay. Another driver would be waiting for him there. Seppala had to decide if he wanted to cross the Sound again as oh. weather conditions were deterior- deteriorating or take the longer route ahead. Mm. He hesitated but decided to take the shortcut. Diphtheria, after all, afflicted mostly children under 10, and his only child, a daughter, was only Aww. 8 years old. Aww. He also had Togo with him, who had saved his life on the sound before during a bad storm. Mm. The ice had broken up under them, and Seppala and the team were stuck on an ice flow. Ooh. After hours of waiting, the flow got pushed by the wind to within 5 feet of shore, but oh Seppala couldn't jump that far. But if he could get a dog to the shore, then the dog could pull the flow to the land. Oh, yeah. Seppala picked Togo and threw him across the chasm. The chasm. He made it to the other side and scrambled up on shore, but then the line snapped, falling back into the water. Seppala was sure then that he was going to die, but Togo jumped into the water, oh grabbed God. the line, and climbed back onto shore, rolling over the line several times until oh, it was wrapped it. around him to pull it into them. What a smart fucking dog! He then pulled the sled in the flow until it was close enough to shore for the others to cross. Wait, was this... This is the... This is the story from prior. From when he saved okay, him before. Gotcha. Damn, that's a smart-ass dog. Yes. 
1925, in worsening weather and in wind chill of 85 below, oh Seppala chose to take the shortcut only because he had Togo. Okay. As they crossed the sound for the second time that day, Togo nav- navigated uh, weak or overly slippery spots and still managed to correct the sled so the team traveled in a relatively straight line, wow. reaching the other side about 8 p.m. Wow. The dogs had traveled 84 miles in one day, <sighs> half of it against the wind. Oh. Uh, in those days, 25 miles per day was considered a hard day's work. Oh, they did my God. Three times that, plus some. Yeah. Seppala unhooked them, fed them salmon and seal blubber, and let them sleep. Yes. And he took the serum indoors to try and warm it up. Yeah. It appeared completely frozen from the outside. Then Seppala slept for a few hours himself. Yeah. The wind outside was building momentum and would reach 65 miles per hour during Ugh. the day. At 2 in the morning, Seppala woke, harnessed the dogs, and continued on along the coast, still running on the ice, but within a couple hundred feet of the land. Pitch dark outside, clearly, 2 a.m. in Alaska And he's completely relying on the dog's senses at this point. And probably, well, the northern lights, too. Navigation, yeah. He's got that. Um, They had traveled nearly 300 miles in just over four days over the most dangerous and coldest parts of the trail in whiteout blizzard conditions most of the time. Why? Why am I exhausted? I, I know. <laughs> I drove. I drove an hour to work and back, and I feel like I'm like oh, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. This guy and these dogs doing this. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so there were signs that the ice was close to breaking up, and within oh. hours of Seppala's team crossing, the ice came apart. Oh, so geez. they kind of fucking just barely made it out. Mm. Uh, the dogs had less than five hours total of sleep, but oh. as Salisbury's book says, looking at them, you would never know. All they needed was a rest. It was Aww. a testament to Seppala's training, conditioning, and skill, unquote. At the time, Seppala was one of the only drivers who conditioned his dogs with a cart when there was no snow instead of just oh. letting them sit. Uh, okay, so they didn't he was get, training them. They didn't get a break. They, they were the Rocky of, uh, of sled dogs. <laughs> yeah, they had to catch a chicken, too. Dun, 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 Just with their you paws. Ever, you ever chase chickens? <laughs> so, Kasson's team was made up of 13 dogs. Oop, wait. Okay, I skipped a whole paragraph. Oh. My bad. Uh, so the serum was now only 78 miles from oh, Nome. Wow. And Seppala could not have known how exactly how critical it was that he'd saved a day's time. Yeah. The old expired serum was gone. More people mm. were getting sick. Oh, and... so they did use the... Okay, they used the yeah. expired serum. Yeah, that makes and sense. And Welch and Morgan were exhausted and stressed. I mean, obviously, you have to take uh, care of yes. a thousand people. Yes, with... I would be I would be breaking down probably. You get these 500, you get these 500. <laughs> right. Uh, you get these dying kids, yeah, I get these dying kids. I get the dying, dying old people. We're not going to yeah. have any any trauma yeah. left of No. Oh, God. And if worse comes to worse and we're out of food, we'll just eat them. Oh. <laughs> but that's, yeah, sometimes sometimes you got to make that decision, too. Did you hear the description of diphtheria? I don't think you want to be eating No, that. but, well, if it's frozen, you never know. <laughs> the, serum, the serum the relay was carrying was enough for 30 people, and there were currently 28 sick. Oh, okay, so, like, perfect. And at this point, how, with how bad the weather had gotten, it was still uncertain if the serum would even make it. Yeah. Because apparently the one thing it cannot do is freeze, which would be... Right. Impossible. Yeah. In these conditions. Yeah. Basically, Again, yeah. I mean, unless they're literally wearing... They'd have to wear... Yeah, unless right, like, they are wearing to them. Unless they are wearing, like, an orca whale that they cut out. <laughs> yeah, for any 
and you know, and wearing that as like uh-huh. a then, a whale blubber suit. Yes, with the serum taped to their bodies. Yes. With like a cougar, the with like the with like a carved out cougar head as like or a the hat. bear, the entire yes. bear over hugging them. Yeah. Or those huge Russian hats. <laughs> right, the, they would have the had to have had. Yeah, they would have had to have those too. Oh my god! So this shit's gonna get frozen pretty much no matter what, unless they're well, wa- if if human flesh is getting frozen suit. and dogs are getting frozen, then yes. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like cold and it's. The I summer. know. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go outside and be like, oh, this, I love 98 degrees. <laughs> the, the band, the, the, the band too. Yes. <laughs> Both versions, the weather and the band. <laughs> I celebrate their entire catalog. <laughs> celebrate all two albums, and they probably put out a Christmas album too. They, <sighs> they all did that. So, uh, the mayor made a difficult decision. He had to stop the relay. Oh. The risk of losing the serum was worse than risking it of it mm. than the risk of it arriving late. The problem was no one knew exactly where the serum was and yeah. there was no way to get word to the drivers. Like how yeah, are you gonna they don't have radio. So, yeah, they don't he... have C B radios. So something. the mayor comes out and is like, We're gonna put a stop to the relay. Where's the guy with the serum? <laughs> and everybody's like, That's great. How are we supposed to let the other people it's know? It's almost like at that point, what they needed to do, if they're 78 miles away, right, you find 78 people. Uh, yeah, I guess. Who are going to, actually, you'd need double the amount, like 156 people, to get to the guy who's got the serum and back, if they knew where he was. I get that they don't know who, where he is. And then... Oh, we're we're going to get into where he is. Like... Yes. They have to keep the serum, like, literally strapped to their person I'm guessing, for the one mile. I'm run. guessing they are literally keeping it here. Oh, yeah. Because that is the warmest part of your body. Yes, thankfully no <laughs> one can see what you just no. gestured to, but yeah. But where else would you keep Armpits? it? Armpits! Oh, Armpits are warm. Maybe in all three places. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, the whole goal is, like, the serum can't... Get frozen. Right. It'll ruin it. Yeah. Or maybe they put it in the, a dog pouch. Who the fuck? Who the hell knows? I, I don't know. I imagine there's a lot of fur involved. Skins and fur. <laughs> yeah. Skins and fur. Skins and fur. Yes. Um, oh, man. I lost my... I keep losing my place. I know it. It's because uh, I'm not. I'm not used. Thing. Well, I'm not used to this. This is very small writing. You, you like very large fonts yes, on do. your scripts. And, and I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> you are wearing your glasses. Okay. Okay. So, so they yes, didn't they didn't know. They didn't yeah. know exactly where to meet up, and they didn't like. How are you gonna like? How are you gonna let these people know that? Hey, you call. Hey, the guy called it off. It's Great. Just gonna... <laughs> That's You're awesome. You have to live with the fact that yeah. it's happening. At least in your mind and in these people's minds, you made the right decision, but literally the people that needed to know that information, there was no way to get it yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, so there were, let me see. Okay. There were telephones in uh, Unilakli and in okay. Solomon, but not in between. Okay. Well. At this point, they didn't even know if Seppala had even crossed paths with the relay, much less if he'd made it across oh, Norton Sound. Right. So they have no fucking idea. He had, of course, and passed the serum to right. Olson, who then passed it to Gunnar Kassen in the mining village of Bluff. Kassen uh, was to take it to port safety, 21 miles from Nome, to hand it off to the final driver, Ed Roan. Wow. And he's only got 21 miles to go when he gets so it. So close. That's, it's such a short distance, really. It's still a day's Compa- hard work. Compared but to what yes. these... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, relatively speaking, it was a short mm-hmm. distance. 
Ed Rowan had been informed that they were stopping the relay, so he unhooked his dogs and oh. went to sleep. So okay. he'd be rested in the morning to await the storm subsiding and the, and the subsequent arrival of Kassen from Solomon. Okay. Kassen's team was made up of 13 dogs, none as fast or as cunning as Togo, but sensible and brave. They were, however, unfamiliar with this stretch of trail mm-hmm. and the darkness complicated matters. According to Kassen, his lead dog, Balto... Oh, the Balto of Balto yep. fame. Moved slightly, moved slowly forward, sniffing the ground, trying to pick up the trail mm-hmm. of the dogs who had run this way days oh. earlier. He found it, lifted his head, and bolted forward. Okay. He Ka- baltoed forward. He baltoed forward. <laughs> Kassen had to trust Balto. Wow. What else are you going to do? I, yeah, at this point, it's like, hey, dog, you, you know better than I yeah, do. to find the way as the visibility was so bad he couldn't even see his wheel dogs right in front of him. He realized too late that he had missed Solomon and had to decide whether to oh, turn wow. back and check in as, as expected or continue on. He decided to push for port safety, wow. and when he arrived in the middle of the night, he found Roan asleep. Uh, yeah, that's Kossin, still hadn't learned of the decision to call off the race and debated waking Roan, but decided that the time it would take to hitch up the excited dogs was unnecessary. His team was still in good condition, so he wow. continued on. Around 5.30 a.m., he saw the giant electric cross above the church, and it oh. guided him the rest of the way. Oh, wow. Welch heard a knock at the, his door and feared it was another dip diphtheria patient yeah instead he opened the door to Kassen, <laughs> who handed him the container of serum oh and then God. allegedly collapsed next to balto muttering quietly damn fine dog Aww. quote unquote Aww. they yes. were all damn fine dogs yes they were like little canine heroes very much so well again like in this part of earth you rely on these animals yeah. very much so yeah clearly so the aftermath Wow. So so it worked. It worked. So the serum was thawed by noon. Okay. So it... Which, it I guess it... Well... Well, maybe it didn't technically freeze. freeze. It was getting up to a temperature. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. Used, that yeah. is true. Uh, so the serum was thawed by noon and was used up long before the next supply arrived, as when planes were finally given the go-ahead to try and okay. fly more serum to Nome, but they failed to start in the cold. The second dog relay was run in February, and the initial 300,000 units of serum kept the epidemic in check until the larger amounts began arriving. Overall, the death toll in Nome is reported to be between 5 and 7. That's it. That's very low. Although Welch believed that it could have numbered as high as 100. That's what I was thinking, too. So they they saved, like, 90-plus people, probably. Yeah. Given the many Native American people who lived outside of the town that didn't trust the settlers yeah. nor reported their dead. Yeah. The, the official death toll thus totals between 10 and 12, okay. including the dogs that passed away on the route, which yeah. I think it's fair to count them, too. I agree. I agree. Uh, the diphtheria epidemic of 1925 Alaska spurred an, inoc- an inoculation campaign, and today diphtheria is nearly non-existent in the United States due to the standard administration of the Tdap vaccine. Yes, we get we get mm-hmm. that as like I, a standard. I think I got booster. it before I go to, went to college or something like that. No, I think you get it like Just every um, year. Uh, what do they call it? It's like diphtheria, pertussis, and something else. Uh, you get like this little I, booster. I frequent the internet, so I don't take any of those things. <laughs> Because when it comes down to trusting somebody in society, uh-huh. 
I'm just sure <laughs> as hell not going to trust somebody who got educated on a certain thing for 8, 10, 12 years. You should do your own research, David. You should do your own mm-hmm. research. That's what I'm telling people. <laughs> and I would much rather just trust some guy on the internet. For the record, that's hashtag sarcasm. Yes. Oh my God. That's, that's, yeah. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, you get your booster every, you know, so often. And yeah, that includes diphtheria. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. So the antitoxin is sometimes referred to as, quote, the drug that launched 1,000 sleds, unquote. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Helen of Troy, a <laughs> face that launch, launched 1,000 ships. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a reference to oh. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. She was such a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a... Yeah, no, that's insane. The face that launched 1,000 ships. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So on the way back to Nome after his part in the relay, Seppala's dogs had picked up the scent and broken free of the harnesses with several, including Togo, mm. disappearing into the wilderness. What? Seppala spent days trying to find them, and while Balto and the rest of Kassin's team were being celebrated, Seppala was focused on trying to find the two dogs Aww. that hadn't returned and, w- and was worried sick about Togo. Aww. More than one week after the rest of Seppala's team arrived back in Nome, Togo and his other teammates showed back up at <gasps> Seppala's kennel. Oh, wow. That's wild. Well, we know the way. They do. Like, yeah. even cats find their cats way, can, like, yeah, across cats, the country to yeah. their families. Yep. They somehow know the way. They've they got, do. like, a GPS in their head. Yeah. Well, their senses are so enhanced, it might as well be, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how bats can hear ultrasonic or whatever they That's do. That's true. Or radar. Uh, so, Kassin was accused of purposefully continuing on when the relay had been ordered to halt. But I he don't didn't see. Know. Yeah. And who cares? Who, ca- who the fuck cares? Like, it turned out to be the right decision. Yes. You know? It's done. And Leave of, the guy alone. And of trying to steal the glory for himself when he chose oh. not to wake Roan, as of course the team that physically delivered the serum to Welch would become the symbolic heroes of the serum run. Can we just. Can we just call everybody a winner and go home? <laughs> In this situation, yes. I mean, yeah, really. Yeah, everybody's a winner. Every, everybody Thank you. Yay. played a part. Everybody... Yes, everybody's equal. Everybody's. It reminds well, me. Well, of... it's it's straight up teamwork. Mm-hmm. Certain certain players had certain roles. Other players had other roles. The the difference is, can those roles right. come together the way it's supposed to? And the whole team wins. There you go. When I was a kid. Um, I, I apparently, and I'm sure this is a shock to everybody, I uh, was highly competitive and didn't enjoy losing a game. So my parents came up with the term second winner <laughs> for me. Okay. There you <laughs> yeah. go. You're a little too intense. <laughs> Maybe. T- I know that's a shock. So imagine this Rachel as like a five-year-old. It would have been a little scary. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kassin argued back that he had missed Solomon due to the poor visibility, and of course, yeah. Balto did not know he was supposed to stop there to receive the message in the first place. Of course not! And that his decision to not wake Roan was in the interest of time. Right. Nome was divided on their opinion of Kassin, especially after he took his dogs on a tour of the west coast of the continental United States and got a movie deal. Although, according to those close to Kassin, he, he didn't want any of that yeah. and was pressured to take part by the mayor of Nome. Oh, to be like uh, an ambassador. Publicity, yeah, yeah, an ambassador, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kassin rarely spoke of the serum run unprompted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I. Yeah. That's, He's not sitting around glory daysing it. Yeah. I. To me, this whole serum run mm-hmm. was very apolitical. 
You know yeah, what I mean? It's literally just to save people, it was just little like, children's lives. Right. It was just like, yeah. this has to be done. You, We'll do the plane thing a couple of days in. We're not going to mm-hmm. depend on the plane. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like a... Mm-hmm. Like, part of the overall plan. Right. The strategy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way to get this done is with the dog teams. It sounds like none of the drivers were the ones making this political. It was everybody around Of them. course. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And the politicians were making it political. Yeah. So, Seppala defended Kassen in this matter. Good. But was furious at the public's hero worship of Balto... And the comparatively uh, little in, little interest aw. in Togo. Aw, because he loves his little puppy. Of course. Several newspapers had correctly explained that the dangers the drivers faced, yeah. but incorrectly credited Balto with crossing Norton Sound or even oh. making the entire trip. Hmm. In reality, while Inuit, Athabascan, and Yupik men had collectively run two-thirds of the entire distance, mm-hmm. Sepala had by far the longest individual leg with about 260 oh miles God. covered. Whereas Kassen, like 74 or whatever. Yeah, whereas Kassen and Balto had run 55. Mm-hmm. Seppala was both angry and devastated when New York City announced they were to put up a bronze statue of Balto oh. in Central Park, oh, and he funny. questioned whether or not Balto was actually the lead dog, or if, when the newspapers interviewed Kassen and had him reharness the dogs for a symbolic photo of them running into Nome, oh. Kassen had put Balto in front at that point because his name would stand out in more headlines. Okay, now what we have here is a classic Real Housewives misunderstanding, right? This is classic Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is that the doll? No, it's from, uh, it's like the third or fourth episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's classic Tammy. (laughs) Before before Danny DeVito was even on the show. Mm -hmm. Like, because remember they... It was it was Charlie Day who said it. Oh, they keep classic ha- Tammy. They keep having the high school kids at the bar. That's it's, right. it's the only way they're It's the only way they're making money. That's right. But they get involved in yes, the high school drama. they get involved drama. with them. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's that classic is, Tammy. That is one of the best episodes. And it was literally... I, it might have been like... Underage the, drinking. The yeah. gang and underage drinking. I think it might have been the season one finale. Something like that. that. But that is one of the funniest fucking episodes. Back. Yeah. <laughs> this is classic Tammy. <laughs> this is classic Tammy. It's classic Balto. <laughs> oh. oh shit! So you were you were about to say about oh, the, I was the just Real Housewives? It's like a Real Housewives misunderstanding. Like I'm wrapping up season four of New Jersey because I and ran then, out of and food. Starts getting thrown and no. So I ran out of watched Atlanta, loved Atlanta, watched Potomac, loved Potomac, <laughs> possibly even more. Decided to go low rent. <laughs> watching Jersey. It is interesting. Um, but now, like, Teresa, who's horrific for, like, four seasons, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're done is now finally starting <laughs> to have a slight redemption arc, but fucking Kim D can't keep her mouth shut about Melissa potentially being an exotic dancer back in the day. And so Joey, uh, we're gonna, Teresa's we're, we're, brother... We're going to move on with the actual Is story. getting called in because... Oh. I would have no problem with any of those people going out in Alaska and not coming back. <laughs> and it's like so and like so would humanity. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably. So, um... So again, uh, Kassan had put Balto in, in the front at that right. point because it was... Well, that was the that was the allegation I was gonna sell. Seppala. I was going to sell more newspapers. That's the allegation from Seppala. So Seppala thought that he had wrongly put Balto in the front. Uh-huh. 
He thought this because Kassin's team was largely made up of Seppala's own second string dogs. So Seppala also owned Balto. And Seppala had designated another dog, Fox, as the lead and didn't believe Balto was good enough to lead on his own. There was no record of Balto ever leading a team prior to the serum run, but Fox was not as memorable of a name as Balto. So, I mean, Fox is cute. For a fox, I guess. What does the fox say? Yeah. So <laughs> Seppala theorized that Kassin told reporters that Balto had led the team alone. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's likely that Balto and Fox shared the designation of lead okay. dog, at least for part of their leg of the relay. Yeah. And Kassin possibly harnessed Balto alone at the front during the recreation photography and falsified some details about his time on the this trail. This is fucking To make it seem as if Balto had done the work. This is 1925. This is the time where everything is word of mouth, and I say that was the time. It's always been the time of what is. It's also the time. It's also the time for the transatlantic accent. (laughs) Was Balto the lead dog, or was it Fox, or was it both? Or is Togo the true hero of our story? Find out. Find out tonight on Eyewitness News. Yes, on Eyewitness News, local uh, local Balto thirteen. <laughs> so in reality, it's likely that Balto and Fox share right, the designation right. of lead dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on in life, Seppala clarified that his belief that Fox was a better and therefore more likely lead dog did not necessarily mean that Kassin hadn't chosen Balto to lead and that yeah. his lashing out was less an attempt to belittle Balto's part in the relay and more to emphasize that Togo deserved the most credit. So he had a favorite. Of course. It's like, here's my guy. My yeah. guy did a lot of work. Obviously, and... Togo is his favorite out of all the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, fair. that's fun, yeah. They're not children children. Right. Although it's it's fair to have a favorite one of those too, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I was not the favorite. I don't know. You're the boy. Yeah, whatever. You're the one son. But if there had been another boy, like I definitely wouldn't have been the favorite. Maybe he would have been a total fuck up (laughs) and you'd have been the golden boy. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I could have gone all the way to the White House and not even... uh... Um... So... um... He was upset that Togo didn't get the credit. Yes. I personally believe that Fox either was lead dog or shared the duty with Balto. This is Nicole speaking. But if the narrative was twisted to give Balto all the credit, I believe it was done at the urging of Gnome's mayor and or the newspapers. It was not Kassin's decision, of course. Also, the dogs don't fucking care. No, they don't care. (laughs) They they really they really don't. They're they're not they're not having these discussions. They're like, give me some salmon and and some whale blubber. And I'm happy. Like, come on. In the end, Seppala decided that the best way to assure Togo's fame would be to show him off, and he took his team down to the States and did promotional appearances, taking the dog to department stores and driving the team down main streets of towns, letting children meet Togo and telling them all about the dog's accomplishments. (laughs) He was just so proud of his little dog. (laughs) To show him. They, in some cases, drew larger crowds than President Coolidge did when he visited the same cities. <laughs> At the end of Seppala's tu- uh, tour, he ran the dogs around the ice hockey rink at Madison Square Garden to a roaring crowd. Oh, wow. Then Seppala took his dogs to New Hampshire to participate in the dog race circuit that was just beginning in 1927. Can you imagine? He's like, oh, it's warm here. It's yeah, like it's 20 great. degrees. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Then Seppala took his dogs to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, and in their first short course race, Seppala beat the best dog teams in New England by seven minutes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, these Despite these his dogs. dogs not being in prime condition due to touring, and despite Seppala stopping at one point to untangle a competitor's sled. <laughs> he's, like, helping the others because like, he's so far Because at that point, he's lapped this person. Right? He's like, here, let, let me give you a yeah. hand. I can afford it. Yeah. This competitor, Elizabeth Ricker, and Seppala eventually opened a kennel together. It was due to the popularity of popularity of Seppala's team and the quality of pups sired by Togo that resulted in the Siberian Husky being recognized as a breed by the American Kennel Club. After the serum run, Togo was retired to the main home of Elizabeth Ricker. When Seppala headed back to Alaska with his younger dogs, Togo was confused as to why Seppala was leaving without him. Yes, why didn't he take him? I don't know, but soon soon grew accustomed to retirement and getting to sleep in front of a fire every night. Seppala returned to visit multiple times, and in December of 1929, Seppala personally euthanized Togo himself, mm-hmm. as the 16-year-old dog had gone blind and was Aww. experiencing worsening arthritis. Poor yeah. baby. Togo passed away in Seppala's arms. Aww. Togo's descendants, as well, as, the, as well as the descendants of Togo's grandmother through her other pups, make up a prominent percentage of today's Siberian Huskies. How interesting! When the movie Togo came out in 2019, the dog named Diesel, who played Togo, was uh-huh. a 14th generation descendant of how, the dog he portrayed. How amazing! I've never heard of Togo. And, or the movie, Mm-mm. or the film. I mean, granted, if it came out, in or the breed. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if it came out around 2019, like we wouldn't have heard of it. Like, well, and, and also like 2020, like yeah, erased yeah, a lot true. of memories that of 2019. True. So, as for what is known, as for what is known, the other drivers, Wild Bill Shannon was killed by a bear a couple years oh, after geez. the serum run. <laughs> what? Could he not spirit? I guess not. <laughs> Maybe he tried and failed, like I, I like I would have done. Yeah. And Cosson died of cancer in Washington State in 1960. Mm. Was a long time after this, though. Yeah, quite a bit. The lives and ultimate fates of the native drivers remain relatively unknown. Yeah, because, of course, they were the unsung heroes. Yeah. For the most part, it is written in, uh, quote-unquote, the cruelest miles. Alaska's natives were considered part of the landscape, regardless of the fact that they spoke the same language, held down jobs, and contrib- contributed to the economy. Mm-hmm. They were capable of the same acts of great and simple heroism as the white man, and they were not boastful about it. Mm-hmm. By and large, they were quiet and humble people who would go out of their way, out of their way to help another human being in mm-hmm. distress. Unquote. Mm-hmm. By 1985, only three drivers remained alive. Wow. Charlie Evans. I'm surprised they made it that yeah. far. Charlie Evans, Edgar Nolner, and Bill McCarty. They were sent letters of recognition by Ronald Reagan on the 60th anniversary who praised their efforts made, quote-unquote, in the, in the name of humanity. Well, So Reagan, the, Reagan did something correct. Yay for the commendation. Apologies that it had to be it had from to be Reagan. had to be signed by Reagan. <laughs> Hopefully their their families got some money, like, selling it off or whatever. Yeah, yeah it wound up on uh, an episode of... Um, Antiques Roadshow or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> So in 1975, a race was run to commemorate the Great Race of Mercy, and most of the participants were descendants of the original 20 men. That's wild. It took six days longer than the original, contrary... Because <laughs> they're not going to kill themselves no. this time. They're, they're not trying to get serum no. to dying You're people. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should have been part of the mission. You know? <laughs> to make them, make them go faster. We're going to really give <laughs> yeah. you some motivation They should here. have, like, ahead of time, like, on purpose, like, poisoned a bunch of children. <laughs> and then they're like, get... 
And they were like, we need you to get the steering mirror in three hey, days. Hey, wait. We may have stumbled <laughs> upon the perfect NASCAR strategy. <laughs> yeah, perfect reality show. Yeah. You intentionally poison children and then give somebody serum. No, you're really saving people's <laughs> yeah. lives or Then you give failing. somebody serum on dog sleds a thousand miles away <laughs> and see how close they get, if they get there at all. It's called the mole, except it's called the yeah. husky. It's it's called somebody has actually pitched that idea and thankfully got turned down. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it has been pitched as like we'll tell people and make them really think this. We'll is think we'll think that they not. just all randomly got poisoned. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they ate the wrong fruit or something, or like they, like uh, these these ten particular kids liked eating tree bark and it like came back to bite them. <laughs> Or the, the flowers that uh, yeah, Walt, the, uh, went, uh, Walter yeah. White gave the kid oh, what those or called? Nightshade oh, or something. I don't know. No, it had like four words. Mm-hmm. had words. All the best words. Uh, so, it, yeah, it took six days longer than the original because there were yes, no poison they're not, children. they're not killing themselves <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, the famous Iditarod race was not meant to directly commemorate the serum run, but huh. instead the all-Alaskan sweepstakes. Right, and which to preserve, came around before. Yep, yeah. and to preserve dog sledding in Alaska as the okay. invention of the snowmobile drastically reduced the dog need for sledding, dog yeah. teams. <laughs> yes. However, the race ending in Nome has forever associated it with the events of 1925, and the community doesn't mind much. Okay. The race's staggering start begins with musher number two, the number one bib, has always been retired to honor and represent the 1925 teams. Huh. The Iditarod began in 1973 with Dick Wilmarth and lead lead dog Hotfoot. <laughs> become, sounds like a horse. <laughs> yes, it kind of does. Uh, becoming the first winners. The first Iditarod was a much longer race, and the last place musher was out on the trail for nearly a month. Jesus! Now the race is completed between 8 and 12 days, which still, oh, still so sounds ridiculous. way too long. <laughs> depending on weather, and that includes a mandatory 24-hour rest period for the dogs and mandatory vet yeah. checks. Yeah. And they the still dogs. Do- these dogs still died. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying all the dogs died, but there are still deaths during yeah. the Iditarod. Uh, so in mush in in and mushes charter small planes to airdrop food and extra clothing yeah. at various checkpoints ahead of time good. to lessen the load on the sled. Yeah. Good, good, good. The, the first uh, the first woman woman to win the I did a rod was Libby Riddles in 1985. Oh, she's the lady that wrote the book yep. that Nicole mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Riddles had two lead dogs that worked together named Axel and Dugan. <laughs> Dugan was five at the time, and Riddles said. Uh, Quote, I had spent half his entire life cycle trying to convince him that I was at least as smart as him and he could cooperate with me when that time was crucial. Hmm. Unquote. She tells the story of how she'd increased a, a lead she didn't even know she had in the later stages of the 1985 race when Dugan sensed her hesitation oh. over if they should stop at a cabin or continue on to the next checkpoint, and he tried pulling the sled over to the cabin. Oh. Rails told him no. She hadn't told him to go that way and made the decision then to continue on so Dugan would learn that he only made some of the decisions. Ah, uh, you're not the complete boss there, when she Dugan. Finally, yeah, when she finally reached the checkpoint at 5 a.m. and knocked, and it was then she realized she was in the lead, as the man who answered the door exclaimed, it's the first musher and it's a girl, quote unquote. <laughs> it's the, a woman, <clears throat> sir. It's a woman, sir. While the first part of the Iditarod Trail is not the exact same route as the serum runners took, Riddle says that the most difficult part of the race is the area near Norton Sound, which they did have to do. Mm -hmm. She camped in that area during a storm, having decided to fight for her lead by making it as far as she could before visibility got too bad. 
knowing the other mushers would reach the checkpoint around that same time and be forced to stop. Mm. Despite knowing this, uh, 60 years after the serum run, with more modern equipment and technology, uh, those following the race spent that night wondering if Riddles was still alive. Uh-huh. Of course she was, yeah. and the next morning, quote, it was hard to get out of my sleeping bag. Of course the dogs just popped out of the snow like uh, tarmogen. Maybe that's like a little animal? Yeah. A little and snow they, animal yeah, we don't like a little know of? Snow rodent? <laughs> snow rodent. <laughs> snow rodent. <laughs> and they were fine. Unquote. The celebrations that occurred when she reached the next checkpoint were both that a woman was still leading and that Riddles had survived the night. Yeah. Today, Riddles does a lot of educational talks on dog sledding, the Iditarod, and how to train huskies, and often cites the accomplishments, both before and after 1925, of Leonard Seppala when talking about how bad the weather can get in the area and the impressive feats of the dogs throughout history. Hmm. Leonard Seppala lived until 1967, dying at the age of 89. Wow. When he was in his 80s, he wrote in his journal, quote, the end of the course seems pretty smooth with downhill going and a warm roadhouse in sight. Hmm. And when I come to the end of the trail, I feel that, along with my many friends, Togo will be waiting, and I know that everything will be all right. That's so cute. That's so sweet. I will close this script with the final paragraph from The Cruelest Miles. Quote, uh, Edgar Nolner was the last survivor of the drivers on the first serum run. On January 18th, 1999, he died of a heart attack at age 94. Wow. He was survived by 23 children and more than 200 grandchildren. Oh, my God. He in got 19- around. Yeah, right? In 1995, he told the Associated Press that he was surprised at all the attention and had never expected to become famous. Mm-hmm. Quote, I just wanted to help. That's all. Mm-hmm. Unquote. Mm-hmm. And that was the story. The 1925 diphtheria epidemic. And, and specifically uh, in this episode, the serum run. The serum run. Yeah, that's wild. I had never heard of that. No. Never saw Balto, which maybe should I have kinda, been called Togo. <laughs> is it on Disney, I guess? It's like a Disney movie. Yeah, it's like a Disney animated So we could film. probably watch we it. We could. We, we have the app. We do. We have Disney Plus. <laughs> we have all the apps. We should make the um, niece and nephews watch it with us. Yeah, it's I. There's there are plenty of dog movies that have come out just in general over time. Like every couple of years, there's and I'm just never really that interested. There's the recent one. Wasn't like was it John Cena and a dog? Was the whole something plot? like that? Yeah. <laughs> John Cena well, and a dog. Or you got Tom Hanks and a dog. Right. Or Turner you've got um, or you've got Jim Belushi and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Canine. Yes. I think that was the name of it. The, the less talented Belushi, but he stayed alive. <laughs> but the alive Belushi. So he stayed yes. alive. So he made some. He made some cash. He was successful in different ways. Yeah, he was successful at <laughs> staying alive. Oh man, no, that's a, that's an amazing story. I'm not a um. As a vegan, it's a little tough to get behind the sport of dog sled <clears throat> racing. Like, the, and I've, but anyway, whatever. I could go off on a whole tangent sure. about that, but there's no need to. <laughs> Obviously, these people and these dogs were serving a very noble purpose. Yeah. And that I can get behind. Yeah. Going that many miles mm-hmm. in those conditions. Uh, that's I just picture, because you know I'm not a dog person, I just picture, like, what would happen <laughs> if you strung up a bunch of cats? Like They would go everywhere. <laughs> And every, by string up, direction. I mean in harness, yeah, you know, like like they first, do the dogs. First of all, you couldn't do it. 
That's correct. Yeah, like that would never happen just in and of they itself. They just flip out the whole time. Yeah. And, and yes, and they'd run in all sorts of different directions, so the sled really didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Basically. If, if cats were strong enough to pull a sled, you would die. <laughs> I mean, enough cats probably, a big cat certainly could. You oh, probably, like tigers you, you could probably try a big cat to do something, something like yeah. this. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be the one to try. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't suggest yeah. that. Somebody let's el- not do that. Somebody else can do that. <laughs> uh, please, let's not give the Joe Exotics of the world the yeah. idea. No, I want him to try because we know what the end result of that will be. <laughs> Isn't he in jail? I think let him get eaten in the jail cell. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> No, that's a that was that was a really good story. It was. Well done, of course. Well done, script. As Absolutely. always, Nicole, and well worth a two parter because it is. Yeah, it is like two different stories almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have the outbreak. Yep. And then you have how are we going to solve this? Yeah. Are are we going to be able to solve this yeah. outbreak? Mm-hmm. You know, there's really kind of only one way, and it's going to involve 600 miles of dog sledding teams. Yeah, in like the most fucking brutal conditions on earth. Yeah. Not in North America. No, on the world. Yeah. 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 Jeez. I was going to say it almost makes me rethink the Svalbard visit, visit, but no, no, I still want to go to Svalbard. But you know what? I would trust a dog sled more than I would a fucking snowmobile. I'll tell you what. I do not trust a a snowmobile to say to, to, no, no. To a degree. No. I trust snowmobiles as much as I trust, um, like, a farm combine. Because when I was growing up in Minnesota, well, when we lived in Minnesota, all you heard about is also the early 90s. So, of course, there's all the... Oh, snowmobile accidents. Snowmobile accidents. Kids going joyriding and getting decapitated. Yeah. Or going through the ice. That happened. I mean, (laughs) seriously. No, 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 like Susie from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That her doll was decapitated! Um, no, but either that or, like, kids helping out on their family farm and getting their fucking limbs cut off from the yeah. equipment. That happens more often than getting maimed by a... Or does it? I don't know. I, I prob- don't know. It's probably less on the farm equipment. I don't like machines <laughs> like that that can... Dismember. But yeah, I mean, where I grew up, I mean, I I want to go. I have not been snowmobiling in so long. It's so much please fun. Please don't. Please. Oh, I'm don't. going to again at some no, point. No, please don't. Yes, I'm will. asking you specifically. To, I will as only your wife. go. I will only go like seventy miles an hour. No, my God, yeah. don't say that. That's that. That's not very fast. No. Anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, but where I grew up. After we get life insurance. I've already got it. No, like additional. Oh, life okay. Insurance. Um. But yeah, where I grew up, obviously, uh, snowmobile, snowmobiling. <laughs> I said when you go bowling on a snowmobile, somebody probably tried it. <laughs> I'm sure. We probably tried it, and we just, I'm we, just sure. and we just don't remember. It's like an ice lane. <laughs> yeah. And you knock over. Oh, we tried God. all kinds of fucking other stupid Please shit. Please don't snowmobile, people. Yes, don't do it. ski. It's fun. Don't snowmobile. But, but plenty it's all of people. Dangerous. Life is dangerous. Don't do anything. Plenty of people did that growing up in. Like, the county I was in, once or twice a year, like, somebody died. Yes. They, they hit a tree or That's they... That's how much it happens. You know, it's... Yeah. So it was, it wasn't, do wasn't, it. It wasn't uncommon. It's not necessary. Don't do it. It's fun, though. No. That yeah, is. Risking yeah, you death have, is not fun. You have no idea, like, being out on, like, a... We wouldn't go on the river until, like, late January, early February, where we knew it was frozen. Really frozen over. 
Um, oh and God. at that time, those things, uh, the ones my cousin had, they would top out at around like 100, 110. No, 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 like, no, no, no. And that's, but like compared to, that's like <clears throat> nothing compared to today. The ones today oh, top out at like 150, 160 and are no, much lighter. No. Yeah. No. If you want a thrill, here's what you do. You learn to play a musical instrument <laughs> and you play in front of a thousand people. While you're it's on a, a nice little rush. While you're on a skidoo. <laughs> no. <laughs> What is wrong with you people and wanting to kill yourself? We didn't know any better. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but the one—I mean, the ones no, today—the like ones today they are so light. I mean, it's everything's lighter today, like as far as equipment is That's concerned. That's some bullshit. I'm and those, I'm not those okay fucking with things fly. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Well, it's—it's—it was a long time ago. I would go I on will, a fucking dog sled sooner I will, than I would do that. I would do that actually too. Then I would, and yeah. I'm a vegan, and I don't want to go on a dog sled, but I would do that because it's safer. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry, puppies, but you know but I I'm don't sorry. like dogs. I'm sorry, puppies, but I'm a nihilist at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to kill myself. Thank yes. you. Mush. Mush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. So, we ready? Yeah. All right. Thank you again, Nicole. Yes, thank you very much, Nicole. That was part two. Of the 1925 diphtheria outbreak, the Great Serum Run. Mm -hmm. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.